but uh, the Jaguars get completely blown out by the San Francisco 49ers. It was it was ugly early and it was ugly the whole way through. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want to say. Chase Young and uh Joey Bosa together plus the rest of the guys on the defense, uh Ken Law and uh it's just not fair. Poor Trevor Lawrence was just running for his life. I don't even what did he end up with? It couldn't have been much because he couldn't do anything. 17 for 29, 185, two picks. Yeah. Uh, not great. Not great. Yeah. San Francisco 34, Jaguars 3. Complete blowout. Jacksonville couldn't get anything going. Uh, the line was crazy. Oh, they, they had to have at least six sacks. But like, it had to be somewhere up there. Um, let me see. Because it was, it was pretty out of hand. They had five sacks. It felt like a lot more. Maybe a couple of those were Trevor got out the pocket and got a yard or two. It counted as a run, but it was, it was a sack. Oh, uh, excuse me. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Not much to say on the Jaguars side. Oh, Chris, well, Christian Kirk had 100, 100 yards. So uh, if you have Christian Kirk in fantasy, you're, you're okay with that game. More than half the targets. He had 11 targets, so... There you go. Jags, yeah. Couldn't hold up to the pressure. Too much pass rush. See, I sound like Chris Collinsworth. Pass rush. It was too too much. They just out physical, beat him up. And then on the other side, you have the man, the myth, the legend himself, the number one, um, what was he, the, the MVP favorite or whatever for the first five weeks, whatever it is. Uh, he shakes the demons off. He shakes the interception demons off and puts up some prolific numbers against a pretty good defense. Jags defense is pretty good. I can't really say too much about that. So Brock Purdy did, you know, he came out here and did his thing. But the problem with that is still, you know, you're up, you up big. It's no pressure. Then you go out having, you go out and have 300 yards, three touchdowns. Like Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, finally broke the streak at 17 for touchdowns in a game and they tried it wasn't for a lack of trying they tried they they did everything they could <laughs> all the starters out they put Christian McCaffrey back in in like some type of goal line situation in the Jags like you know we're actually a pretty good team so we're just gonna not let you just <laughs> this is the one thing that we can do uh, and take away positively from this game, and we're not passing up that opportunity. So, sorry, CMC, your your streak gets broken. George Kittle with the huge catch. That catch was really crazy. Um, let me see. Yeah, the Niners break the break their little streak. They look, you know, everybody was back. Debo's back. Trent Williams is back. No coincidence that Brock Purdy plays well again and the team is humming and Christian McCaffrey can get running and everybody's back and they look they look normal they look normal they look what we would have thought this game was if they uh came into it undefeated just a you know no comp it was pretty pretty sad just to see Trevor Lawrence not even really get a chance to do anything or make any plays so uh yeah 49ers blow out the jack. It's not a fun, not a fun game. 
Sorry, guys. You know, maybe it was the bye week. Oh, no. They both had a bye week. Duh. I guess, <laughs> I guess that didn't matter too much. Uh, so, let's go to the next game. Ooh. Um, yeah. Let's, let me start with Texans with the win over the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. CJ Stroud outdueling Joe Burrow. Who would have thought? Who would have thought, man? Let's go look at the, the numbers. I mean, first of all, before we get with the numbers, um, CJ Stroud did go out there and, and outdo him. They did win. <laughs> they did win. I, 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 it's hard for me to just say he completely outdoed him. But when you throw two picks, Joe Burrow, it's going to be tough to overcome two different interceptions, especially the one that was late. Let me. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure at some point they were up in the third quarter of touchdown. And then you let you throw a pick and you let him back in the game. And then you throw another pick. Oh, no, that's what happened. Joe Burrow threw the pick. They come back. They do their thing. And then C.J. Stroud also just completely, like, he ruined his, uh, not ruined because it's just one interception, but he had the whole 14-1 and one thing going in, and uh, he just finally threw that second interception and can kind of just uh, hopefully get, <laughs> get over that little hump and just get back to balling like he's been. I mean, he was balling here. Just the pick was... In a really, really bad timing. Let me see exactly when that was, because, uh, yeah, it was on the next drive. Yeah, so Joe Burrow throws his interception, which looked like, oh my gosh, like he's gonna put <laughs> put them right back in the game with what is it? Yeah, f- uh, four minutes left in the fourth. And then C.J. Stroud just turns right around as soon as they get the ball back. Those low interception, the Bengals go down to score, and yeah, I I don't know what happened except like all all I can say is you just gave the young boy too much time. I mean, it's it's hard to say anything else, but C.J. Stroud is really like that, and he outdueled Joe Burrow. I tried to kind of look for another. <laughs> Another lane here, but now it says CJ Stroud balled out. He absolutely lost his mind. You know, uh, three fifty one touchdown. He definitely Devin Singletary did what he was supposed to do. Put the whole run game on his back. Had thirty carries, one hundred and fifty yards. Ain't no splitting carries in in Houston because geez. Um. Yeah, the only other, one other actual running back got a got a um. A touch, yeah. Devin Singletary, just pure workhorse. Not a lot. You don't see that a lot nowadays. It's like just one guy getting all the carries like that. Like, we'll see the Ravens. Like, I, it has to be like four or five guys got touches. But it's just weird to see that now, I guess. Because you don't see it that often. You don't really see a lot of 30, 25, 35-carry games anymore. Like, I remember, you know, another Chiefs reference. I remember Larry Johnson just having... <laughs> basically his entire career 
was just was just 30, 40 carry games. Um, <laughs> but yeah, CJ Stroud, the boys go out there. Um, is it? Are the Texans really that good, or was this just a bound to happen um, kind of? fall back into uh, into early season patterns type of game. Um, it's hard for me to believe that the Bengals just had some type of regression or anything, but I, I really think the Bengals still look good. Their offense still looked like it was humming. Um, you know, Burrow connected with with Jamar Chase on a on a long touchdown. That one was that was pretty pretty nice to see them finally. To hit one of those again, spam a little. It wasn't really a go route, but it was, you know, it was something like that. But hit him on a deep ball and get him going, and it just the the mistakes like that's supposed to be Joe Burrow's kind of thing is that he's a uh, Joe Burr, like he's calm and cool under pressure. And in this game, he just kind of fell apart. He wasn't getting hit. Rankins was, my God, he was he was. He was going crazy. I forget. I always forget. Sheldon, Sheldon Rankins. Rankins was going crazy on that O line, and <laughs> maybe just those couple of hits that Joe Burrow took, and then just worrying about that guy coming straight down the middle off your guard and and catching you. Maybe those got a into into Joe Burrow's head a little bit, and you know you rush some throws, you force some throws, and. You, throw a pick and you give the young guy a chance to make his mark and he did and he did went on a little two minute drive and uh did a little two minute drill drive and got the field goal and called it a day another dub in houston they have that this puts them at the same record so houston and, and this has <laughs> major playoff impl- implications at this point um because all the teams are so close uh, in record right now, it's this was a game that you I didn't think about this beforehand, but this is definitely a game like you can't really afford to lose this game. So I hope this doesn't come back to haunt you know haunt the Bengals, but it's very possible that it does, and you see them again in the playoffs, and I wouldn't mind seeing another battle like this. But I think any whatever happens in the playoff this year is going to be crazy in the AFC uh let's, like every team has a quarterback that's ready to go out there and, and really do battle and now they're talking about all this nonsense with Aaron Rodgers coming back in December and they want to make the playoffs and like, okay that you know that's a topic for another time but <clears throat> um and we keep I uh, hear a lot of people saying you know uh uh CJ Stroud is just working with nobodies and making all this work but excuse me is it uh is it just that is it just only that is it cj stroud is really just that good because watching this game again it's every you know noah brown goes crazy on the Bengals and just seems like every important key play it seemed, you know, C.J. Stroud was going for Noah Brown. The other game, I mean, Tank Dale had a pretty good game here as well, but he had the touchdown. And uh, But still, it's like one night, one day, uh, one week, Tank Dale goes crazy, or then Nico Collins goes crazy. This game, Noah Brown goes crazy. Dalton Schultz is still really good. Robert Woods had the play 
where he he went out of the back of the end zones. Like this receiving core is, it might just be really good. That's the other thing that I think maybe a lot of people. Um, John Mitchell still, yeah, the quick guy, and I, I just think maybe this receiving core is really good. Not to try to not to take away anything from C.J. Stroud because he's just been amazing, <laughs> but. Those guys are really good. Tank Dell is good. Noah Brown is good. Uh, Nico Collins didn't even play, so how would that be, you know? Like, they just have a really good core. It's kind of like the guys on the other side, and you look at this, and makes you start thinking, uh, you know, are the Bengals just did, – did what we see in the first four or five weeks just show us the floor, like, like who they could be in the worst possible moments? And then you see the 49ers game or whatever, and that's who they are in their best possible moment. And the answer for who they really are is probably somewhere in between. Somewhere in between, you know, the second or third best team in the league and somewhere <laughs> around a team that maybe barely or doesn't make the playoffs. And this game could mean a lot when it comes down to that. And we will see another game that has a lot of playoff implications because of the way the records are right now and the way the AFC North is specifically. Um, this next game definitely meant a lot, and it was crazy to see how it went. Uh, let me pull up all, all the stuff here. Uh, I'm talking about the Ravens game. Um, I said it. I said sneaky Browns game. I tried to tell y'all. Um, I don't know. Okay, so let me let me just give you a score. Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens thirty-three to thirty-one. Okay, I've been trying to say say um, in a polite way. Not that I wouldn't be polite, but I just wanted to say this in the most um, cohesive, you know, kind of constructive way I possibly could. And um, I really don't see where everybody says Lamar has gotten better. If you want to tell me that Lamar um, is just back healthy and back at his usual healthy self, which we haven't seen in a couple of years, damn near since the MVP season, then cool, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he's playing very, very well. But also, none of the mistakes uh, seem to have been corrected. The interceptions, the fumbles, the weird sacks that he, I don't know what happens. You're the fastest quarterback in the league damn near ever. And some sometimes when he gets sacked, it's like, uh, I know you're trying to get away from the running and everything, but sometimes you just need to take off, bro. But I've been saying it. The Ravens just are, they're built to get a lead and hold the lead. They don't want to have to throw the ball. They don't want to have a shootout. Now, that's not that's not just me. That's the coaches as well because Lamar only threw the ball 23 times in a game where the Cleveland Browns in the second half just kept coming back over and over and they just kept making these drives and scoring and making things happen to get the pick six. Like 
the 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 Ravens just aren't built to have those shootouts. And I don't know. I I personally hate to say it, but I definitely think it's a Lamar thing. I don't think you can just put drop Lamar back fifty times and call it a day, and just expect like to have you know Joe Burrow or C.J. Stroud or Pat Mahomes out there if you do that because he has flashes of that, but he doesn't consistently do that. This is the perfect game where that second half when Cleveland's coming back and you're getting the ball back quicker and quicker because their offense is finally clicking. This should be a game where he has, you know, they win the game by 10 and he has 300 plus yards. He doesn't even have uh, 300 total. He has just over 260 total because he has eight carries for 41 yards and 223 passing yards. And I just, uh, I knew before I even seen the stats, I knew it wasn't going to be great because the whole second half, they basically just stalled out. And uh, props to Cleveland, but I'm on the Ravens now. But I just, I didn't think um, in the second half, they just seemed more like they were scared to give the game away than they were trying to, like, go out there and just really ice it and call it a day. And I just, you know, you you brought in a new offensive coordinator, and somehow it's it can't be just a play-calling um play design thing because the Ravens are doing the same thing the Ravens basically always do and they go up and they try to run the run the air out of the ball and Cleveland said no because out of nowhere Deshaun Watson wanted to decide that he was an actual starting NFL quarterback and and play like a grown-up NFL quarterback and he did it, and with the help of Jerome Ford and a couple of Amari Cooper plays here and there, and he bailed him out. Deshaun Watson, after all this weird, I can't play, and he was limping around here and, you know, staying down a little extra longer every every couple times when he ran, and he definitely didn't seem like he was comfortable or in shape or anything, but, or not, not in shape, but like he wasn't, um, He's hurting, you know. We we were he's been saying that he's hurting. I don't. Everybody's been saying, you know, the people have been saying that he's basically pretending, in in a sense that he's injured when he's not really injured at all. And but it, you can see it. He was he was a little gimpy. He had moments. He he had a moment where he got caught by one of the D defensive tackles, like the interior lineman, and it was just kind of weird to, to see. Somebody of Lamar, or not Lamar, somebody of Deshaun Watson's, you know, caliber caliber of athlete kind of get just caught like that. Those are, you know, very clear, weird signs of, like, just, he's definitely not right. And if it's just permanent or if it's just because he's banged up now, whatever happened, it didn't matter because he stepped up and looked like a real guy, finally. You pay. I mean, the guy's making fifty million guarantees. So, if he does want to play, if he don't want to play, whatever, you're just gonna have to live with it. Because also, he can also do this when he decides to. So that's kind of the problem. Is he looked like shit the whole first half, and then kind of the same thing. No pressure. Okay, I just all it's just time to go out here and do what I can and just make plays. And he did that over and over again on third down. I wonder what the third down conversion rate was because it felt like over and over on third down they went out. Yeah. Eight for sixteen on third down. So 
basically third down was just find Amari Cooper. <laughs> it worked over and over again. And the Ravens had nothing, nothing to say for this. Lamar does nothing. What? Okay, did he, they scored one touchdown, right? They, yes. Was that the OL Beckham? No, the running. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, they scored. The last time they scored was the beginning of the fourth, start of the fourth quarter. It doesn't help, though. When you throw a pick six, not, that's the other part. Not only did Lamar just throw, you know, some bad turnovers, the tip to the pick six really hurts, especially, well, they lucky that the dude on the Browns missed the field goal, I guess, in in the end, it didn't matter, but he missed missed the extra point, so it was 30-31 after the pick six, so you get lucky there. And then you, what, punt? They just punt after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, six plays punt. Like This is what I was talking about with the Colts game. This is exactly what happens. Is they just go up, and then they trust their defense to make stops, and it's not like they don't necessarily have an A-plus defense. It's what I've been thinking about the Ravens, where you know they're not A-plus in anything you could say it's the defense but i've seen you know i've seen this defense <laughs> give up some some weird stuff here now and it just kind of is you know we they got propped up seven and two or whatever it was and they you know are they the best team in the afc are they the best team here da, 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 in the league maybe and then here you go right back down to earth with a kick in the groin from the Browns and you know dead all the hype now we back everybody's going to go back to hyping up the 49ers so <laughs> but you can't blame them because Bosa and Chase look good and now you have Lamar who just explosive in the first half he played amazing in the first half it was it was you know they went they went crazy um Keaton Mitchell with the big run kind of broke it and they basically just tried to just walk the tightrope, just hold on and, and not necessarily put the brakes on the offense, but they just didn't have that pep, that fight. Once it got into a fight mode in like the fourth quarter and you get the pick six, you do all that, now it's time to go do something and you just punt and that's game on a team that's been moving the ball on you the whole second half and you just kind of go conservative, I don't, you know. The Browns trusted Deshaun Watson to go out there and, and bring it home. You got to you gotta let Lamar off, man. But I understand you do, and look what happens. He throws the pick, so that's the dilemma you're in. Don't, you know, I don't want to hear about all the Lamar Jackson for the MVP and this and that. It, that we can't do that. We can't do that. that no. We got to stop. <laughs> we got to stop doing that. We got to stop disciping all that up, man. It was, it was, I hate, I hate to do it, but, you know, I got the Chiefs on it. And that's what it is. It's just the, a team beat a team that beat the Chiefs. Like that's the we're just in that weird. We're in a space for that now because we don't want to just keep talking about how the Chiefs and the Eagles are the best teams in the league. But it's probably true. It's probably true. Uh, yeah, somehow squeeze a little Chiefs talk in there to during the damn bye week. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to not you know. All the Ravens have just been too much, man. It was too much. I don't know. I'm, I think it's, it's very possible. This it's just a head coach thing, and I don't think 
you can't get rid of the head coach, but at some point you do have to look and say, hmm, even we brought a new offensive coordinator in and we still stalling out in the second half with leads, fumbling the ball, pick six, you know, uh, you know, I'm all right. Colts, Patriots, you know, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Let's see. I'll just for shits in the giggles. I'll give the box score a look. But I, I barely even paid attention to this because it was, you know, this was a nasty game. Mac Jones. Oh, no. This was the Bailey Zappy. <laughs> that was a pick to end the game. So I was close. My prediction was very close. I called for Colts to win and Mac Jones throws a pick to lose the game. But Bailey Zappy throws the pick to lose the game. Would you look at that? But yeah. Bad game. Mac Jones stinks. Gardner Minshew stinks. This game, you know, that Frank that being uh, <laughs> that being the game that comes on first thing in the morning. Uh, it's probably good because there was a lot of good games this week. Like I said, there was a lot of poo games, but a lot of these games ended up being really good games. Uh, yeah, Colts Patriots was nasty. It was close if you if that's what you consider good, but no. I don't, I'm not interested in seeing Gardner Minshew and Mac Jones dueling out, <laughs> especially when C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow are like right there on at the same time. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, another game. Ooh, um, Saints lose to the Josh Dobbs Minnesota Vikings. This is so crazy uh, that Josh Dobbs is really doing this i mean the guy is legit i mean it's hard to say anything but i know of of course at some point um he'll probably go out of here and have a stinker and then we'll just be like oh yeah he's a long-term backup but that he's been out there balling he's the second leading rusher for quarterbacks like lamar then josh dobbs like who would have thought that he doesn't really play like a scrambling quarterback he's mostly just sits in the pocket but i guess you know he's got legs uh but so Minnesota basically dominated this this whole game. The whole first half was, yeah, the Vikings were just up dominating, and then you know Vikings kind of just get into a coast mode. But the real kicker here, on the comeback, the near comeback, I should say, for New Orleans was Jameis Winston coming in for Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr gets hurt with like a rib injury or something going on. And Jameis Winston comes in and has the most quintessential Jameis Winston game that there has ever been. He comes in and he throws for two touchdowns and two picks and brings them within a score with the ball with I have with maybe three minutes left. What was it? Oh, what was it? Um Where he threw the last pick with three minutes left. <laughs> and he comes in, ends the game on two picks after coming in, throwing two touchdowns and bringing them back into the game. Jameis Winston. Oh, what a roller coaster, man. If that's your starter, you are going to have a lot of entertaining games for the best and the worst reasons because. He hit some. He hit a couple balls that were like, "Wow, like why aren't you starting over Derek Carr?" And then, right on time, right when it was time to 
really put some in overdrive and and take this game over after the the Vikings kind of and Josh Dobbs kind of petered out. Uh, here goes James Winston time. Two picks in the game. It's the perfect, perfect Jameis Winston game. What did he throw? Probably 50%. Yeah, 13 for 25. Yeah, that's exactly what I would imagine. Throwing 50-50, two touchdowns, two picks, and almost almost drags the team to a win. That is like the perfect. If you want to encapsulate exactly who Jameis Winston is as a football player, this game is it. This is it. This is the one. This is the singular game you can point to and say that is a Jameis Winston game for people in the future. <laughs> Come in, drag the team back into contention, and then throw it away in two separate possessions with just balls that you chuck deep in the air. I think on one he was getting hit, to be fair, but still, he just, that's how you win, or that's how you lose. Is This guy drags you back and you just can't get it done because he can't help but throw uh what they say Vince Young that weird story of Vince Young where he just throws up some horny balls where he just you don't you don't know why why would you do that he don't know he doesn't know he don't know either you're gonna go into film and be like he doesn't know either <laughs> nothing here to, nothing we could do but that was a good game because James Winston came back and you know is it what would would I rather have Jameis Winston as my quarterback or Derek Carr Derek Carr's just, you know, check down, man. He's going to just play the most safe, basic game and then throw a pick in a red zone. That's typical Derek Carr game. Um, I think I would rather have Jameis just because there's a lot of, he's just a wild card. You don't know. He might just go in and have five, 300 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, and he might also come in and have 300 yards, no touchdowns, five interceptions, and but I think I'd much rather have that because at least I know I actually have more of a chance from my quarterback. Either way, um, next game, Titans fall to the Buccaneers. Yeah, this one got, you know, they just ain't got it. The Titans don't have it. We got hype for, you know, Will Levis because he looked good and he, you know, he could have been worse, I guess, for the Titans for this week, but it just, they didn't have it. There's not much to say about this game. You know, Baker, out, you know, he looked like the adult in the room, like the real starter, and they just kind of, you know, dominated the Titans. 26, Buccaneers beat the Titans. Well, good win. Good win for the Bucks. I think they were sliding a bit. Well, no, they clearly were sliding a bit after starting 3-0. You go, what, one and four or whatever it was, and finally get a dub. Finally get another dub. Um, ah, Packers, Steelers. The Steelers win against the Green Bay Packers, 23-19. to 19. And uh, coming away from watching that game, I would rather have Jordan Love than Kenny Pickett. Uh, I don't even even though they lost and even though he threw a pick to end the game when he needed a touchdown to win basically. I don't care. Um I think um <laughs> I think Jordan Love still has the means, he has the the skill 
to be a good to solid, like solid to good starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I, I don't know if I trust, I, I don't trust, I wouldn't trust Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love, but I just for some reason feel like Jordan Love, um, it's kind of like the Jameis Winston thing where he's going to make big, bad, bold mistakes, but then he's also, those you can't, you can't help it as much just because those same the same way he plays when he makes those mistakes is the same reason that he makes some of his big plays downfield and does some of the stuff that he was doing and um yeah I mean the stats because watching the game it just didn't feel like Kenny Pickett really did anything like the running back yeah they had 200 yards rushing like the Kenny Pickett didn't have to do anything Jordan Love had to in a deficit just kind of continue to carry his team over and over again and he did that and he failed them and I still feel like you know he has the tools he's been playing really bad like this was a game that showed hey um pretty capable guy here but still uh they lose they had a chance that's the problem is that's the exact reason why you know people will look at Jordan Love the way they do but there's a lot of guys in the league like this right now, and I think Jordan Love is a little better than the um, just straight bottom of the crop. Like I think he's probably close. He's closer to ten than he is thirty. Definitely, likely he's close. Yeah, for sure. So for some, probably somewhere in the sixteen, you know, fifteen range, fifteen, fourteen, sixteen, somewhere around there. And I'll take that. I will take that over Kenny Pickett all day. But they still get the dub. They get the dub. They just, you know, put the clamps on, take it home, and, and they execute, unlike the Ravens did. So, yeah, they get the dub. They're 6-3. and three. Man, who would have thought that we'd be here with just the same thing? And now the oh, that puts the Bengals at the bottom of the AFC North. <laughs> Just wild, wild times, man. Uh, Falcons, Cardinals, Kyler Murray's back. And also Call of Duty is as well. But Kyler Murray came out, and he had a couple moments where it was, okay, look, look, it's Kyler Murray. He can still do what he does. Like, he still is Kyler Murray. He still can, you know, run around and, you know, make really good decisions. Uh, and that's it. And that's what he came out here and do. He had the pig, but, you know. I don't even remember when the pick was. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I just kind of peeked in and out. But yeah. Hey, go there. Yeah, Kyler Murray gets it done. And no touchdown. Oh, yeah, the Russian touchdown. I remember that. Okay. But yeah, Kyler Murray's back. He's hyped. He's got Call of Duty and football back. I'm sure he misses a... Misses, uh, playing football now like maybe somebody like that like Kyler Murray needs to kind of get reawakened to <laughs> this is why you're here bro to play football like you are who you are because you are you're great at what you do all, all I think all that guy has to do is just get more focused and he can be a real guy he um Showed it right off an ACL back mid-season. All hopes are dead. And what does he do? Go out there and lead his team to victory. 
pretty crazy. Um, let's see. Ooh, the late window. <sighs> let's start here. Um, the Cowboys. I don't want to hear about how well Dak played, all the numbers he put up. I don't want to hear it because it's the Giants. I feel like it's really that that simple. Dak isn't really that good. He played a bad team, and they dominated him like they were supposed to do. And <laughs> I don't want to hear none of the hype because that's all it is. That's what keeps happening over and over. They smash a bad team. We hype them. They lose to a good team. They settle back somewhere around where they should be, which is pretty good. They are not a great or a top team in the league right now, man. Uh, it's that simple. This is the Giants. You're supposed to do that, and you did it. Good job. Same way, like, you're supposed to do it with the Cardinals. Didn't do it. Bad job. Everybody talks about it. That's how this goes, man. Uh, but, yeah, 49-17, the Cowboys beat the Giants. I don't want to hear the Dak talk. I still believe they should let Dak walk. And if you're going with Trey Lance, go with Trey Lance. If not, then draft somebody and just be prepared. And because it's the same thing, you got you should you're gonna have success. The Chiefs with Alex Smith had success. Uh, the Packers stuff isn't really working that well right now. But this has happened time and time again. Like I know he's if you have some emotional attachment to Dak. But this game is not a determining factor on if I'm going to change my mind about whether I think Dak is good or not. Um, he's okay, but you should you should get a new quarterback. Uh, now, <clears throat> one of the other 3 o'clock window games, Commanders, lose to a last-minute field goal by the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith did what he had to do, set up the kick for the win. Um, I guess just quick hitters now. Sam Howell, at some point, he was getting sacked a whole lot early in the season. I wonder, I wonder how many times he got sacked because it isn't, it can't be that it, he didn't, he couldn't have got sacked that many times. They had three sacks. Yeah, this this guy was getting sacked seven to eight times in a game or whatever it was. Whatever crazy stuff was in the beginning of the season. And now they have it a little bit more under wraps. Would you look at that? Sam Howell looks really good. I don't, you know, <laughs> Sam Howell's pretty good, man. That's my takeaway from this game. Even in a loss, I feel like, hey, maybe you might have, you might be able to settle with Sam Howell. I mean, Brian Robinson Jr. was going crazy, you know, helped, but pretty good, pretty good outing for a, for a loss. Like, I know a lot of people don't feel good in moral victories, but the Seahawks are pretty good, and they've the Redskins have continually hung in there with pretty good teams. And Sam Howe out-dueling people some, in some of these games, but who knows? We'll just have to watch how the season plays out. It's going to be tough for, you know, it might not be tough for Washington to get in the playoffs. I guess it is the NFC. But, oh, the last game in the 3 o'clock window, the Detroit Lions defeat the Los Angeles Chargers in a nail-biter. Um, 
Um, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs tied with the efficiency of Jared Goff at the quarterback position is a deadly, deadly combo. Oh, don't get me started on my Ross St. Brown. Uh, monster. Lit it up. 150 yards. 156 yards on eight catches and a tud. Crazy. I just think that you got Laporta with Jared Goff's efficiency. You got Laporta and and St. Brown. You got Jared Goff just being out there being Mr. Efficient. David Montgomery and then a change-up pitch of Jameer Gibbs is just a tough outing. And they their offense, they showed that they're real. They 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 went through the Chargers test. I feel like that's what it is. It's like, okay, we, you know the Chargers are going to put up 30 points. So you got to put up 30-plus. <laughs> and, you know, the Lions did what they had to do. It was, a, it was they, they won, you know, last drive, field goal. Yeah, when did, when did their last drive? The last drive started with three minutes left. Yeah, and they juiced the ball, run it out. And those big boys up front, and those and that Dave Montgomery back. Jameer Gibbs is nice. <laughs> that offense for the Lions is just crazy. Their their schedule is so easy. The rest of the way out, it's just gonna. It's difficult for me to see them not having one of the best or if not the best record in the league because they just play a, a bunch of cupcakes from here on out. Um, let's see. The rest of the schedule is Bears should be a dub. Packers should be a dub. Saints, we'll have to see. There should be another dub. Bears again, dub. Broncos, dub. Vikings, they have one hard game. They had the Cowboys in Week 17. And maybe the Vikings, if the Vikings, if Josh Dobbs just doesn't melt. As long as Josh Dobbs doesn't melt and he keeps playing at this level, or not even close, just close to this level where he's just a solid, good guy. Um, those could be two hard games. So we're talking about at, like a, at the floor being 12-5, and 11-6 is like the floor at this point. Uh, they'll probably most likely lose one or two more games. They'll lose either of, of one of the Vikings games and the Cowboys game. This is the most likely scenario, so 13-4. and four. That's a great season. But either way, um, I'm just totally skipped over the Chargers. I'm rambling. Uh, yeah, Detroit gets it done. 41-38 to 38 over the Chargers. The Chargers... Charger the game. Um, this is how Chargers games go. Back and forth. Score, 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 score. This time, Justin Herbert did what he was supposed to do. And the defense, once again, fails Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense who put up 38 points and get, let's see, how many drives did they got? One drive. Where they got to stop. Two, excuse me. Two drives where they got to stop the entire game. Now, granted, the Lions' offense is great, as I just mentioned, and I just, you know, talked about for a few minutes beforehand. Jesus, that was loud. I just talked about beforehand. Um, 
But yeah, you got to get a stop. Brandon Staley, defense coach, is it time to fire Brandon Staley is the question. Probably. Probably. Or just wait till the end of the year and make Ben Johnson your head coach, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Lions. But something. I think probably, yeah, that's probably. It's probably time to get rid of Brandon Staley, man. Um, yeah, right now, uh, nine nine. Jets Raiders. I've kind of been struggling to watch, you know, while I do a whole podcast, but yeah, pretty even matchup. About what I thought, you know, two pretty good defenses. Um, bad quarterback play. Running backs, yeah, 20 touches a piece, like 20 touches on each side, running the ball. Oh, Devontae Adams and, and Garrett Wilson dueling banjos. But Garrett Wilson did just mess his hand up not too long ago. Um, yeah. Uh, go back over there. Uh, Jags can't handle the pressure. Texas Thunder Bengals. Ravens sputter in the second half. Lions squeak by the Chargers. I still got some Jordan Love stock in the bank. Uh, it's the Giants. I don't want to hear about Dak. Uh, Sam Howe, pretty good. And, oh, Jameis Winston might, might be better for the team than Derek Carr. Mm. But who knows? Uh, Chiefs back next week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see. Let's see the matchups before I do the full picks and stuff on Thursday. Let me get a little sneak peek ahead so I can really think about these. Ooh, Thursday night, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Um, no, no, no. Ooh, no, uh, no. <laughs> Jets, Bills, rematch in Buffalo. Ooh, next week is worse, except for Monday night. Chiefs play Monday night. Chiefs, Eagles. They just said, here is a nice, fun weekend of nothingness. So there's really, there is one good game next week. I, I We got blessed. Well, two. We got blessed with this game. So we got two AFC North matchups, Bengals or Ravens, Steelers or Browns. And then, oh, none of these, like... Hmm. We'll go over this Wednesday. But I feel like that was pretty good. Short episode. Hit all the points. No cheese talk. No 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 way to, uh, you know, ride the wave of the cheese. But good pod. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you come back and listen to another <laughs> the next episode on Wednesday. Who knows what we'll have there. Go for two and a half hours. Maybe we'll go for two hours just straight up. Probably not, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, you know what to do. Follow me on uh, Instagram, the Carver Two X Show, Carver Two X on um, TikTok. Check out the YouTube, subscribe, all that good jazz. If you're here and listening, you know what to do. Go ahead and do that for me, man. I need to run my numbers up. So, see ya. <laughs>